0: Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the 4 Verticals podcast. I am your host Maurice Phipps and this episode is being recorded on October 13th, 2021. Um, I feel like I do this every week and it's kind of getting annoying, but I do want to apologize for last week's episode being cut a little bit short. As I stated in the episode, I was under the weather and I don't really like putting out shit quality stuff, but I did want to at least get some semblance of an episode out for last week. Hopefully, I won't keep on, you know, having to cut these episodes short, and and having the minor, te- minor technical errors and shit like that. It's really annoying, uh, especially for me because I like to do this all in one sitting. I do these if, if you're not if you if you guys didn't know, which I wouldn't expect you to. Uh, I record these before I go to class every Wednesday, and so I'm up at eight o'clock, and you know these these are recorded. I typically start recording these at 10 o'clock. But, yeah, it just um, – I I don't like breaking this uh, routine that I have. I already have a hard time, you know, sticking to – uh, basic routines and shit like that But I really don't like breaking this routine Especially if I have to go out of my way To you know, record on a different day Because oh I fell asleep and don't have time Wednesday or something like that That's why I take Wednesdays off So that if in case I do Have to for whatever reason Like if I do wake up late And I do have to just go straight to class I could uh, record after class and stuff like that Y'all don't care about that And this episode isn't about that so without further ado, let's get into the plethora of news that we have this week. we got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, let's start off with the MLB playoffs. Unfortunately, the Astros defeated my White Sox 3-1. They were going to face the Red Sox in the ALCS. Another elimination, the Braves eliminated the Milwaukee Brewers 3-1. They were going to face the winner of the Dodgers-Giant Series win- uh Yeah, they were going to face the winner of this D- Dodgers-Giant Series uh to play in the NLCS. I haven't been able to keep up with baseball. I've been too busy doing whatever. Uh but just felt like I should update you guys on that. Speaking of playoffs, the WNBA playoffs are will coming to an end. Uh, the Chicago Sky League, the Phoenix Mercury one to zero in the WNBA Finals and game two is tonight at Phoenix. Uh so if you care about that, be sure to tune in. To hopefully see the Chicago Sky beat Phoenix again. Now, um, MLB, WNBA playoffs out the way. Let's get into some of the more gripping news of this week. I I actually don't know where I want to start off. I don't know where I want to start off. Let's just start off with uh, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. So, if, if you know me, you know that I've been... You know, getting deeper and deeper into MMA as time progressed, um, I, I can't remember which was my first pay per view that I watched, uh, but it was a really good pay per view. And since then, I've I've kept up with with MMA. Now, boxing, on the other hand, I I, I don't watch boxing. I don't find boxing as entertaining as entertaining, excuse me, as uh, MMA as UFC. But I did watch this Tyson Fury fight. I did watch. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder go at it for the third time. Um, I guess here are some of my thoughts and opinions on that. Well, and, okay, so when I, when I when I turned on the fight, I immediately knew, like after the first round, I immediately knew that Tyson Fury was going to win because I saw what uh, Deontay Wilder was trying to do and I knew that I just I just had a feeling in my mind that it wasn't going to work. Um, Deontay Wilder was very aggressive in the first round, going for a bunch of body jabs, stuff like that, a little small jabs, trying to work the body, trying to work, uh, work his head a little bit. And I don't know why he was so aggressive in the first few rounds, especially knowing that you know this is this isn't a guy that goes down super easy. So you you. So there's somebody that you got to take your time with. If you're going to land, if you're gonna try and land that big knockout punch that uh, he he so desperately tried to do, but with <clears throat> excuse me, with that, um, a lot of stuff wasn't landing for Wilder after that 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 first uh, I want to say three four rounds. Uh, he actually got knocked down in I believe it was either round two or th- two or three, some some early round. Uh, Deontay Wilder got knocked down He got back up um, Towards like round five, six, seven Is when he started to pick up the pace A little bit more uh, He scored two knockdowns on Fury But after those two knockdowns It was very apparent that um, It was very apparent that Fury wasn't going anywhere uh, After the second knockdown Which Me uh, it, it, ca- it, it sort of looked like the first knockdown He slipped a little bit uh, Wild- Wilder definitely caught him with whatever he caught him with, but it looked like uh, he was he was going to try and uh, stand his ground a little bit more rather than uh, you know fall down uh, a knockdown regardless. But still, um, yeah, Fury hit him with some. Excuse me, Deontay Wilder hit him with hit him with some um, you know some nice combinations, some nice punches in that that like five six seven round range. I I forgot uh, which round exactly he knocked him down, but. After that, it was pretty apparent that Tyson Fury was going to win the fight because Deontay, Wilde, Deontay Wilder looked super, super gassed. I think starting around round seven is when he looked super gassed. This fight ended um, in the 11th round uh, due to stoppage. Is that, that's not the term, due to, I guess it's due to knockout or is it due to TKO in, in, in boxing? I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, Tyson Fury won. So congratulations to Tyson Fury. Um, I saw a lot of people calling this fight a classic. If this is a boxing classic, then I'm not interested in the future of boxing at all because it just felt like, and and I'm and I'm looking and I'm looking at this from an outside perspective, from someone who doesn't watch boxing, from someone who doesn't know all of the intricacies of boxing. So if I'm wrong. Feel free to let me know why I'm wrong, Uh, but it it, Deontay Wilder got super sloppy starting like that six, seven round range. Excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of water. Yeah, but Deontay Wilder got super sloppy, and it was to the point where it was like, okay, come on, I, I understand that you're tired, but like, you are a professional boxer. You got to have more discipline in this. It just it 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 was. I don't think it was that much of a good look for um, Deontay Wilder. Uh, Tyson Fury did. You know he he did his thing. He he did pretty damn good in this fight, winning it and you know winning it at all. Um, but I don't I don't know if I mean if this is a classic. I I, I guess you could consider this a classic. It's, it's definitely a fantastic trilogy. Um, but I don't I don't know how much I would consider this this fight a classic, especially because after the early rounds we immediately knew what was gonna happen. Like there was no suspense, there was no drama. I guess there was a little bit of suspense when uh Tyson Fury got knocked down twice, but after that um I don't know. And also I believe Beyonce Wilder might have hurt uh his hand uh, while fighting, uh, the commentators, uh, the commentators definitely, you know, said that he was showing signs of discomfort in his hand, and so that may have led, uh, that may have played a part into why uh, Wilder wasn't able to finish Tyson Fury. But I mean, you know, you, you, the fight's over now. You you, you can't you can't you can't say anything about it now. So. Uh, overall, I'd, I'd probably get a fight like a, a 6 out of 10. It, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Maybe it was because they were heavyweights and, you know, they, they, they become so sluggish and slow after those middle rounds. You know, it it, it really takes a lot for uh, these heavyweights to go down and stuff like that. So I don't know. Uh, didn't leave that big of an pr- impression on me, but I can see where a lot of people would have gotten enjoyment out of it. With that being said, I don't really plan on watching any more boxing pay-per-views anytime soon. I don't know, it's just boxing is just not for me, I guess. So, moving on from boxing, we're going to go into the the previous week, previous, excuse me, the previous week of college football. Now this week, this week um this past week was very 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 telling and we'll get to why but before we get to the why I would just like to say that I'm so mad that every Saturday I have to work <laughs> so most of these games I'm missing most most of the the uh the afternoon and and uh most of the afternoon and morning games I'm missing. And I don't get a chance to check those out because I'm at work. So that's unfortunate. Um, that also means that I didn't get to watch this Oklahoma at Texas game, where there was a total of 103 total points scored. Uh, Texas led 28 to 7 in the first quarter and 38 to 20 at the halftime. Oklahoma then benched Spencer Rattler. Some I believe it was sometime in the third quarter. Uh, and went on to score 25 in the fourth quarter to lead a massive comeback victory against Texas. Now, for all I, I, if if you've been keeping up with this podcast, you know that I've shit on Texas at least three weeks in a row. And even though I not Texas, Oklahoma, you you would know that I shit on Oklahoma a lot, right? And as much as I did that, as much as as much as I did that. I gotta give it to him. This was an absolutely fantastic victory, uh, a, a great comeback victory. You know, good job on that coaching staff, but, but um, energizing these players and you know making them feel like that they aren't out of the game yet. Because you know, after that first quarter, if more often than not in the NFL, if someone's leading twenty-eight to seven in the after the first quarter, first quarter, excuse me. Uh, you're going to assume that game's over. And this is why college football has the – so many people love college football because it's damn near never over in college football. They led 28-7 to in the first and 38-20 at the half. You could already see the, the machinations of uh, a somewhat – a pseudo comeback at halftime. Um, definitely did not expect a win like this. Uh, shout out to Oklahoma for pulling it off. But they did win. In the process of pulling it off, they, they benched Spencer Rattler. Now, I don't know what's been going on with Rattler in these past few weeks. He hasn't played that great. Uh, I actually wouldn't. I, I wasn't. Sorry, My uh, I, I stopped the recording for whatever reason. Anyway, um, I wasn't super surprised when I, when I heard that Spencer Rattler got benched for uh, Caleb. What's his name? I'm sorry. I gotta look at his name what is his name I believe his name is Caleb Farley hold on I gotta I gotta make sure I know his name Caleb Williams why did I think of Caleb Farley I don't who is Caleb Farley Is there Caleb Farley that I'm – I i do not know. I wasn't super surprised when I saw that Spencer Rattler got benched for Caleb Williams just because Spencer Rattler has looked off this entire season and Oklahoma has definitely suffered because of it. Going forward, I do expect Spencer Rattler to still maintain his starting job. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if one or two more, you know, iffy games out of Spencer Rattler that Caleb Williams takes over the starting job. Uh, For the season Now, this game Both Texas and Oklahoma are uh, are ranked And this game boosted Oklahoma from I believe they were the number 6 seed All the way up to Number 4 And then we have Alabama at Texas A&M if you ask someone, if if you ask someone before the season started, who was Alabama going to lose to? I don't think anybody would have say would have would have guessed that they lose to an unranked Texas A&M team. The previously number one ranked team in the country loses to a previously unranked Texas A&M. Texas A&M led twenty four to ten at halftime and managed to hold on to their lead with a score ending. In 38-41, to obviously 41, uh, Texas A&M had 41. Fortunately, I did get to watch this game. I did get to watch this game. And the takeaway was Texas A&M, listen, I'm not a big proponent of saying, of of qualifying what victories are legitimate or not, but I got to admit, Texas A&M, It was a little. It was a little. It was just a little fluky. It was a little bit. It was. It was a little fluky. I. I I can. I can say that much at least. Definitely a deserved win. uh, Definitely hard fought. Definitely a you know and a and a tough win. It it wasn't like Alabama rolled over. The score was within three points. Alabama easily could have won that game. Um, but I would be. I'd be lying to myself if I thought that Texas A&M was the better team uh, going into this and coming out of it. I do think that Alabama is still, you know, the best team in the country, even though they did lose to Texas A&M. You know, sometimes these things happen uh, just bad. I don't even want to say a bad game overall from Alabama. It was just a a fantastic game from Texas A&M. And the crazy thing is, right? Texas A&M was ranked number 6 coming into this season. They were ranked number 6 and then they lost two games to unranked opponents and then they lost their seed. And now they just come they they come out of nowhere and beat Alabama. If they had okay. If Texas A&M still was like in the top 10, right? because they Texas A&M had that close game against Boulder and then I believe they lost to K-State if Texas A&M was like ranked anywhere like 7 8 9 and they beat Alabama they definitely be the, I I definitely think that they would be either number 1 or number 2 in the country right now I don't I don't think that I don't think that would that be a crazy thing to to say um but shout out to Texas A&M I don't think that this was like a sign that Texas AM is is so underrated um, because at the end of the day they did lose to two ranked two unranked uh, opponents mm-hmm. you know every, every dog has his day and I think that Texas Am just got the better of Alabama this um, you know this game so shout out to Texas Am this uh, this this was a this ended a 100 game win streak. Uh, against unranked opponents for Alabama, it also ended a 27 and 0 win streak against um, against Nick Saban's uh, former assistants. Uh, the head coach for Texas A&M was actually a former assistant for Coach Saban, and so you know you know he's got to be feeling real good about himself right now. Uh, in the final bits of news for college football, Iowa beat Penn State dropping Penn State to number seven. Um, I saw a lot of discourse on Twitter about this game. A lot of people didn't really think that Iowa deserved to win this game, especially because Penn, uh, Penn State starting quarterback. I forget his name. He was he, he got injured and after that injury, Iowa uh, rallied for a, a small small time comeback. But, I mean, uh, like I said, I've never been one to qualify wins and stuff like that. Oh, excuse me. I've never been one to qualify wins. A win is a win is a win. No matter how lucky whoever got, you can, you can never leave that door open. You got to shut that door as quickly and as fast as possible. That is the same thing. I don't know why I said it like that. Ah. But the updated top four, and I'm going to include number five just because of who's there. The updated top four is at number one, Georgia, at number two, Iowa, at number three, Cincinnati. And peeking back into the top four, once again, number four is Oklahoma. Coming in at five is Alabama. Um, I don't, I, I think that this penalization was pretty accurate, seeing as. Alabama was still in that game. They didn't get blown out or anything like that. Um, there's They still have the most talented roster in college football right now. I don't think that's crazy to say. And they still have Coach uh, Saban as their head coach, probably the greatest to ever do it in college. Excuse me. So I, I do think that the, the penalization was necessary, and it was pretty accurate. As far as Alabama's future, I do think that they will creep back into the top four, especially because if I look at Oklahoma, right, if I look at Oklahoma's remaining schedule. No, 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 it wasn't. It was whose remaining schedule was was super difficult. Hold on. Give me one second, because someone someone's remaining schedule was like super fucking difficult. And it, it was like two. It was either two or three ranked op- uh, opponents in the uh, ranked in like the top fifteen or top ten or something like that. I have to find out who it is. Is it Cincinnati? I'm gonna look at Cincinnati football. Hold on. Give me one second while I find this. I'm sorry for the delay. Uh, no, it wasn't Cincinnati. Was it Alabama? I think okay. It might have been. It might have been Alabama's schedule that's super tough coming up. Okay, I don't. Okay, so I can't find whose schedule was like hella tough, but I mean Alabama does play number seventeen ranked Arkansas on November twentieth, so that's definitely that could definitely get them. Um, that could like regain some brownie points for them with the uh, the associated press and you know their ranking system even though their ranking system is very weird i i've never been one f- I've, I've never liked their whole secretive process about their ranking system i don't think it's always accurate i should say and i don't i don't, I don't know i don't know um, moving on from college football onto a little bit of UFC news, UFC 267 is October 30th, two weeks from Saturday. Uh, and it will feature Jan Blahovic defending his light heavyweight championship against Glover Teixeira. Last time we saw Jan Blahovic in action, he was defending it against, uh, Israel Adesanya who was moving up a weight class from middleweight to light heavyweight, um, we will also we will also see Peter Yan and Corey Sanhagen scoring off for the interim bantamweight championship as Aljamain Sterling had to back out of this pay per view due to injury. Um, good good on good on Dana White and the UFC for getting some action within this uh, within this division because this division this ah, excuse me this division is not uh, in a good space right now with Aljamain Sterling as champion and him being as inactive as he is. Moving on from that, UFC 268, the card is set. It is November 6th and will feature Kamaru Usman defending his welterweight championship against Colby Covington in their second title fight. The first one resulted in an absolute classic in which Usman won via KO in the fifth round. If you have not seen that fight, it is on YouTube. Go watch that fight. Please, please Please watch that fight. It is entertaining. It is a great fight. And honestly, I felt like it could have went either way. And you know uh, well, you might not know. You know what bias I have against Kobe Covington. I don't like him. But that was a, a fantastic fight. Hopefully we can see something like that. Again on UFC 268, but we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Rose Namajunas will be defending her strawweight championship in a rematch to Zhang Weili, whom she previously took the title from in her last fight. Again, if you haven't seen that fight, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but you can probably find it somewhere. That it wasn't much of a fight because it ended pretty damn quick, but damn was that knockout not good. So that. Pay per view. I'm definitely gonna have to take off work because I want to see that pay per view in on on full display. I want to see I want to see all of it. I want to see the entire uh, main card, and I don't even care for most main cards like that. But I, I I need to see that. I need to see every single fight from there. Last but not least, for MMA news, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gaon is confirmed for UFC 270 in January. As far as what's going to be underneath that, we don't know yet. We just know that Francis Ngannou will be defending that heavyweight championship in January, which is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't wait to see Francis Ngannou in action again. Um, these these upcoming months for the UFC, man, it's, 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 it's going to be something. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be something. Now, uh, Now let's move on to the really, really big news for uh, this week. NFL Week 5 recap. There was a total of 26 missed field goals and extra points this weekend. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with kickers this weekend. They couldn't kick, but, hey, I'm I'm not a kicker, so and ain't got shit to do with me. Now, we're going to get the awards out of the way uh, relatively quickly for ass-whooping of the week i got to give it to the Dolphins. Uh, They allowed old man Tom Brady to throw for 411 yards and five touchdowns with no picks, and it was made extremely clear that there was never really any competition. The ending score to that was 45-17 Buccaneers. In match of the week, even though, so for match of the week, I'm going to give it to what should go to match of the week. But I'm very biased, and I almost gave it to a different match. If you know me, you know what match I almost gave it to. Um, Match of the week goes to Browns Chargers. It was just back and forth, straight offense. There was no defense to be played in the fourth quarter whatsoever because there were 41 points scored in said fourth quarter. The uh, final score ended to this. It was 47-42 in way of the Chargers. Now, that's great. That's cool and all. But, prime time, Monday night. There's a, there's this guy in Baltimore. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Lamar Jackson. Um, some people have criticized Lamar Jackson for not being uh, as elite a passer as 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 others in in the league. You know, a lot of people have Lamar Jackson in their top five, top six, top four, whatever quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, a lot of people aren't satisfied with Lamar's production as a passer. Um, instead, they see him more as a, a gimmick quarterback that can only run. Well, this, this past Monday, uh, all of those rumors were put to rest once and for all as the Ravens led probably the best comeback of this season, and I don't think it's particularly close. Um, let's just, okay, before we get into the Ravens part, let's just start off with the Colts. Um, this Colts defense in the first half, excuse me, no, this, cur- this Colts defense through the first three quarters was absolutely suffocating. Um, they, they absolutely destroyed, they absolutely Destroyed the Ravens in terms of like yardage. They the the Ravens couldn't get a run game going. They they forced Lamar to throw. Um, he had some success throwing in those first three quarters. He no, he had pretty good success in the third quarter throwing the ball, but you know it, it was just it, it seemed like the the Colts had him figured out. And Carson Wentz played a phenomenal game. He threw for four hundred and two yards, two a inter- Excuse me. Two touchdowns, no picks. Jonathan Taylor had himself a game. 116 receiving yards. Most of that came from a screen pass that went like 60 yards to the house. He had a rushing touchdown. Marlon Mack did his thing. Naeem Himes did his thing. Michael Pittman Jr. did his damn thing. Right, he had an amazing catch over uh, Gerald Everett of of the uh, of the Ravens. He absolutely bullied gerald everett and it was made very clear that the colts targeted everett whenever they saw him but we're not here to talk about that we're not here to talk about the colts i just wanted to you know give them their kudos for playing a good three quarters what we're here to talk about is how lamar jackson leads a 25 point comeback to the indianapolis colts that was spurred by a blocked field goal courtesy of calais campbell lamar jackson in this game threw for 442 yards and four touchdowns in an overtime win. I'm going to repeat that if if, if you didn't hear me. Lamar Jackson threw for 442 yards, a franchise record for the Ravens, a career record for Lamar Jackson, and four touchdowns in an overtime win. They said Lamar Jackson could not throw. They said he couldn't throw. If you're wondering how many... If you're wondering how many passes it took him to get there, 37. He threw the ball 43 times, missed six. He missed six throws out of 43. He threw for 86% completion percentage, which is the highest ever for a a 400-yard game, if I'm not mistaken, right? The Colts came out with a plan. They said, you're not going to beat us with your legs. We are not, we're, we're not going to allow you to get that rushing record on us. And to be fair, the Colts did a phenomenal job. You know, they 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 forced uh they forced they didn't force any interceptions, but they forced turnovers on Lamar. Lamar had a lost fumble in the red zone. Uh I believe it was on the one-yard line, which drastically shifted the momentum in favor of Indianapolis. It was almost a, a fumble recovery six, but they ruled the lateral that Darius Leonard had, you know, had performed, it was ruled a, a forward pass, which it was. It's just I'm 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 so glad that Lamar led this comeback, not because I'm a Lamar fan, well no, because I'm a Lamar fan. Lamar's my Lamar Jackson is my favorite quarterback in the league, right? That's not a, that's not a shocker, but it's a, it's 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 poetic in a way because so many people have come out to criticize Lamar Jackson for not playing the style that they that they feel he should play. Now, what what I will say is it was very apparent that Lamar Jackson needed to progress as a passer last season. It was very apparent that that needed to happen. Everyone knew it. Lamar Jackson knew it. His receivers knew it. His coaches knew it. But the way that people were talking about him, it would, it would, the way people talked about Lamar, you would think that he didn't win a unanimous MVP two years ago, right? The way people talked about Lamar, you would think that he was some bum off the street who didn't have a Heisman trophy to his name. You know what I'm saying? You, you would think that he wasn't a first-round pick who is doing things that we've never seen before, is doing things that are historically record-breaking. The way people talk about Lamar Jackson now, you wouldn't know that he's fifth in the league in passing yards and eighth in the league in rushing yards. Tell me, name, I will give you money if you can name me another quarterback to ever do something like that. I will wait. I will wait. And this, like stuff like this is why I love to see so stuff like this is what I love when I'm proven wrong in terms of in terms of sports, right? When back, way back when I said that Stepe Miocic would dominate Francis Ngannou in in their uh, in their rematch of the title fight. I was wrong, and that came on here and I was extremely happy to be wrong. Why was I so happy to be wrong? Well, I was so happy to be wrong because it just proves that Whenever people, a lot of a lot of times when people, you know, criticize these athletes for doing stuff that 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 they don't deem as as championship worthy or they don't think they can win that way, I, it's just it 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 almost always comes back to bite the person who said it, right? People said that Steph Curry and the Warriors weren't going to win. Um, they weren't gonna win a title because they were shooting too many jump shots. Hey, guess what? They won three, and they broke the 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 record that stood for so many years. They broke the the regular season wins record. Are you serious? What like? It's I I, I can't tell you how how. Amazed I was when I watched this game and I watched this game at work I was supposed to be working and I was watching this damn game. That's how like big of a fan of Lamar. I am I gotta give me I I said I said after this after the game was over I said I got to get a Lamar Jackson jersey I Got to get a Ravens Lamar Jackson jersey and I got to get a Louisville jersey Why because it's Lamar it's 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 Lamar um and shout out and shout out to um, Mark Andrews Marquise Brown Devin Duvernay uh, they all did their thing Mark Andrews had 147 uh, recep excuse me 147 receiving yards on 11 receptions and Marquise Brown had 125 on nine receptions both of them had two uh, touchdowns each Mark Andrews uh, had two two-point conversions that he converted uh, catching the ball. It was just, um, just, just a a very good game overall for. Well, I don't want to say a good game overall for the Ravens because they definitely struggled in the first three quarters, but um, a fantastic show of of grit, a fantastic show of heart by the Ravens, and also it shows us that this Colts team is not as it they they their record shows one and four. Yes, their record does show one and four, but they're they, they have the ability to play up to their opponent. They they have that ability and they have the ability to 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 make it to a point where they can win these games. It's just the fact that they have trouble closing out and they're not yet on that elite tier of team. You know what I'm saying? Uh they lost to the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, and the Ravens. All of those teams right now, I believe, would be playoff teams. Maybe not the Seahawks, Titans, Ravens, and Rams. Definitely would be playoff teams. And their one team, their one win was against the Dolphins. So, hey, all I'm saying is, it's not entirely impossible for this Colts team to still go to the playoffs, especially uh, with how Carson Wentz played on Monday night. I, the throws that I was seeing him make, uh, reminded me of him in that Eagles jersey. But enough of me talking about this Monday night game because I gave this way too much. Att- no, no I didn't. I gave this ju- I gave this the perfect amount of attention that it needed. I gave this the perfect amount of attention that it needed. Um enough of me talking about that. Uh here are my top 5 teams in the AFC and NFC respectively. Um I know I said that week after week 8 I was going to give my power rankings. I'm still going to do that. Still going to do that. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, up, up not, not update my power rankings, but give a little update on how I believe this season is progressing. So in AFC, my number one team is the Chargers. A lot of people would have the Bills at number one. I say that the Bills haven't played anyone that is serious competition besides the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are two and three currently right now, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm a, I'm a little less high on the Bills as everyone else, uh, but the Bills have been playing outstanding. Josh Allen has really found a strive, albeit against terrible defenses. But uh, you, you you gotta take you gotta take the wins where you can. So I will repeat: at number one, I got the Chargers. At number two. I got the Bills at number three. I got the Browns at number four. I have the Ravens, and I don't have a number five for the AFC. Now, hear me out, right? I don't have a number five for the AFC. Why do I not have a number? Why do I not have a number five? Well, because the AFC is really difficult to gauge right now. Okay, if we just look at the AFC. I'm not going to say the Chiefs because the Chiefs are 2-3, and three, and I'm not putting a 2-3 and three team as my top five. I'm sorry. I'm not. The, the Chiefs have the same record as the Patriots. They have the same record as the Steelers. If I go on to the NFC, they have the same record as the Washington football team, the Eagles, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Vikings, and the Falcons. That is not a top five team. No one's going to convince me that. Right now, they're not top five. They're not even top ten right now. Um, I could say Titans, but the Titans lost to the Jets, and no one should lose to the Jets. I could say Bengals, but I still don't know where I stand on the Bengals. And after that, none of these teams are good enough to be top five caliber. Both the Broncos and the Raiders just got exposed two weeks in a row, so I don't know where I stand with them. Raiders a little bit higher up than the Broncos but not by much Um, so yeah I don't have a number five team in the AFC Uh, I don't think anyone deserves obviously like obviously when you're talking about uh, rankings there has to be a number five because that's just how rankings go but I don't think any of these teams deserve top five status so I'm not going to have a top five it's going to be top four, and that fifth spot is going to be vacant until another team shows me that they are uh, good enough to be considered in that top five status. Now, moving on to the NFC. I got the Cardinals, who I have as the best team in the league. I got the Rams at number two. and number three, I got Tampa. and number four, surprisingly, I have the Cowboys. And at number five, I got the Packers. Now, I don't think this sh- – this shouldn't take very much explaining on my end, but I'm going to explain it anyway. The Cardinals are the only undefeated team, and they've beaten the Rams. They've beaten the Seahawks. Who else have they beaten? I'm going I'm to check right now. Who else have they beaten? Uh, they beat the Jaguars. They beat the Titans. They beat the Vikings. Now, they got a little lucky against the Vikings, but as I said, I've never been one to discredit wins like that. They are undefeated, and so I'm going to treat them as such. I'm going to give them that that respect that they are, you know, that they, they are that they deserve. In my opinion, they put up 37 points against the Rams defense and and held them to 20. And that that this Rams team has been very good. So uh, yeah, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, I got the Rams at number two. Yes, I have the Rams at number two. Um, I still feel like they're an elite team, both defensively and offensively. They had a little bit of a hiccup against the Cardinals uh, defensively and offensively, strangely enough. But their defense bounced back to only, you know, to only hold the Seahawks to 17 points. They also scored 26, which is pretty damn good in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't. I don't think that that needs very much explaining as to why Tampa's is number three. Well, they lost against the Rams. They beat the Cowboys. I think this is a perfect place for them because you can never count Tampa Bay out because they have Tom Brady as their quarterback. Uh, and number four, surprisingly, I have the Cowboys. The Cowboys have played super well this season, and I'm very impressed at the bounce back that I'm seeing uh, for the Cowboys, you know, this season. Uh, they won a hard-fought game against the Chargers, albeit with a little bit of luck. Again, not I'm, I've never been one to discredit any uh, any wins. They put up 41 points on the Eagles. They put up 36 points on the Panthers, whose defense up until that point was very stout. They put up 44 against the Giants, dominated the Giants, and their defense has you know stepped up tremendously in this game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott returning to form. He had. 110 yards and a touchdown last week uh, against the Panthers. He ran for 143 yards and a touchdown uh, against the Buccaneers. He he struggled a little bit uh, against the Chargers even. He, he ran for 71 yards. Tony Pollard ran for 109 and a touchdown. Both of them had a touchdown in that game. Um, CeeDee Lamb playing well. Amari Cooper. How is Actually, how is Amari Cooper doing? I don't know how Amari Cooper is doing. Amari Cooper looks to be starting off the season a little slow, but we know that Amari Cooper is an elite wide receiver. Their offense has been tremendous. Dak Prescott is on a comeback player of the year campaign. I would give him some MVP notice a little bit. Not much, but I would give him some recognition for MVP or consideration, excuse me. Um, yeah, this Cowboys team is very has very much so shocked me, in, uh, in 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 the five weeks that has transpired, so yeah, they deserve my number four ranking. And at number five, I have the Packers. Packers obviously got off to a very slow start. We don't have to go into that. We know that the Packers. Um, we know that the that that Packers loss to the Saints was. Uh, Basically a fluke. Uh, they came back strong against the Lions, dominated them. They came and <clears throat> – excuse me. They came, had a, a very good game against uh, the 49ers in which they led uh, – no, in which they – Aaron Rodgers led a game, when a drive, a game, when a field goal drive, um, beat the beat the Steelers, didn't have much trouble with the Steelers. This past week was strange because of the all of the missed kicks in this week. Um but they handle business in Cincinnati, so a, a pretty, a pretty good Cincinnati team. This Cincinnati team is, they're 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 something. They're not the greatest, but they're not terrible. And I wouldn't be surprised that the Cincinnati Bengals team could somehow snatch a a wild card spot in that AFC. Maybe they'll be my number five team. No, no, they won't be my number five team. Um, but yeah, Packers are number five. I think that this. Top five in the NFC isn't too controversial. I think it's honestly, I think most people would have it this way. Probably some people would still have uh, the Rams at number one, but I just can't do it seeing as the Rams, you know, the the only team that they've lost to is the undefeated team. So I'm not going to penalize them too much for having that loss. And I'm also going to put some respect on the Cardinals' name for, you know, actually winning that game. Also, Kyler Murray, MVP candidate, Tom Brady. MVP candidate, Matt Stafford, has fallen off of the MVP race, but he could very much so easily get back into it. Justin Herbert, MVP candidate. Lamar Jackson, uh, getting a little bit of MVP recognition after this season. No, uh, excuse me, after this past game. Um, Dak Prescott, you know, getting a little bit of MVP recognition. So all of these teams have something in common. Josh Allen, I wouldn't consider him for the MVP. I wouldn't give him any recognition, but, you know, some people have him there. Um a lot of you know, a lot of talent in these uh in these in these teams that I've named and you know, a lot of MVP consideration going around for a lot of these teams. Now, uh who a lot of people probably would have put in their number five, but I have not. The Chiefs, let's talk about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Chiefs and let's talk about how the league has definitely not figured out Patrick Holmes yet. Um I do think that Chiefs are in trouble. Their defense has played absolutely terrible up until this point, and there needs to be some changes and there needs to be some improvements. But um, I think that a lot of people are taking this a little too far in in terms of you know teams figuring out Patrick Mahomes. I do think that he's still um, the best quarterback in the league. He's not having the best season ever. That's just because they're two and three. And I'm not really, you know, obviously I'm not crazy about the record right now, but let's not act like this Chiefs team didn't go to back-to-back Super Bowls, and let's not act like they don't have, you know, the, uh, the one of the better offenses in the league, no matter how dysfunctional they may be at times. It only takes a second, and they can take the top off, and suddenly you're down 21-0 wondering what the hell happened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, defense... Obviously has to play better. Their defensive play has been absolutely horrible, um, especially their secondary. Their secondary. So you see Tyron Matthew, and you think, oh, the secondary is probably pretty good. And then you see LeJarius Sneed, pretty good cornerback. And then everything else is just terrible. Like Daniel Sorensen consistently gets exposed – in game after game, and it's to the point where, like, something, ha- I don't know, something has changed. Signs, uh, bring somebody up from the practice squad, you got to start cutting players, practice harder, I don't know. But this Chiefs team is definitely in trouble. And at this point in the season, the Chargers are my pick to win the AFC West. That's just me. Which is, it's, it's crazy that the Chiefs are still... Last in the AFC West. And both the Broncos and the Raiders have two straight losses. They have two straight losses. Hey, I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. I definitely think that they're still going to make the playoffs, but they're going to have to do it via wild card. I don't see them winning the AFC West. Not this year. It's It's, 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 it's not going to be one of those this year, in my opinion. Again, it is only week five, but we're past. We're past the part of the season where you get excuses for you know. Oh, it's the early season. The pa- the Packers were afforded that week one, right? You don't get. You don't. You don't get that luxury anymore. You just don't. So um, I've talked about all that I want to talk about for the NFL week one, but obviously there is a giant fucking elephant in the room by the name of John Gruden. And his firing from the Raiders organization. But before we get into that, um, next week, if I remember, I'm going to give my top five quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers this season. So be on the lookout for that if you care about that. Now, John Gruden. Um, I didn't discuss this last week. I should have, but I'm actually glad that I didn't. Um, John Gruden. It had come out that... Some emails with racist, uh, race, racial undertones were sent by John Gruden. Uh, at the time, John Gruden was not a member of any NFL team. I believe he worked for ESPN, right? Okay, cool. John Gruden apologized. We were waiting to see what the NFL was going to do, if they could do anything about it. And then we get more emails. And then we get the emails with the misogynistic language and the homophobic language and the him not wanting to draft a gay player. And the that on top of the racist sentiments, you know, it, it was it was time for Jungroon to go. Now, I will give you I'll give you all of the money in my bank account if you could predict that John Gruden would have been fired before Urban Meyer was. Uh, That that is a bet that I definitely would have taken at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm not surprised that John Gruden was... was, He formally resigned, but we all know that he was fired. Um, I'm not surprised that this went the way it went. You know, it's, it's also crazy how... You know, the Raiders have the only openly gay NFL player on their roster, and they had a coach that was saying these sorts of vile and despicable things. It's almost like, and and the crazy part is, is you would at least gain some respect from me if you were honest about, hey, you know what? What I said, it was fucked up. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, Yes, it had racial undertones and I'm sorry, but then to play the to to try and spin it in a way that, oh, uh, it, it was just a harmless joke. I didn't mean anything racial by it. No, you clearly did. You clearly did. You clearly did. And the back and forth emails spanning for over eight years, which I believe stopped in 2018 is where the email stopped. Those emails showed that. No, this was on. This is on brand for you. This, this wasn't just a one-off joke that, oh, you know what? That was insensitive. I apologize. I won't say it again. No, no, no. This is something that you do on the regular, and this is something that you're okay with doing, and this is something that you haven't been called out for doing, but when you get called out, you act as though you're oblivious to the whole thing. Let's call a spade a spade, bro. You know what you did was wrong. You can admit that it was wrong, sure, but you can't admit that you this this was something that's on brand for you. Now why can't you do that? Why why wasn't why didn't John Gruden just say, hey, you know what? I apologize. This was something that I had made jokes on prior, and I now realize, you know what, nah, that's that's not okay to make jokes. It had racial undertones behind it, and I apologize for that. Why 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 did it take why did it take more emails to be leaked? For us to us to to really know what was up. Because it's crazy to me how these these people act as though, you know, they act as though racism is just not alive and well. They act as though we can't see through the bullshit that you portray. They act as though we don't have eyes and we aren't intelligent. And we can't decipher what you mean when you say this black man has lips the size of Michelin tires. Really? You 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 expected us to believe that that wasn't racially motivated? And then you have the misogynistic language and the, the anti-gay slur with a gay player on your team. Now, to be to be to be clear, uh, I'm not sure if Carl Nassib was on. The Raiders at the time that that email was sent, and he had not come out publicly at the time that that email was sent. So he didn't send those with Carl Nassib knowing that he was gay on his on his team. But you you share sentiments of not wanting to draft a a, a gay player. Why? Why? Why does that matter? Why does that matter? And it's crazy because. And and again, I'm not. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if John Gruden was talking about Nassib. I don't know if it was known that he was gay at the time. But it's crazy because that gay player that you didn't want drafted, hypothetically, Carl Nassib ended up making uh, a play that won you that 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 won you the game in Baltimore. I, I believe they were at Baltimore. That won you that overtime game facing against Baltimore. If you wonder why I'm being so critical of John Gruden, it's because I'm, I'm so damn tired of 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 this bullshit being spewed in my face and me having to suck it up and just pretend that I, I don't see it. It's fucking disgusting. It's vile. It's gross. It's abhorrent. I can't think of any more fucking adjectives. I hate this type of behavior. I hate it. I despise it. The core of my being, I I can't, I I just can't with it. And the crazy part is these emails were uncovered as a part of a Washington football investigation. How the hell does John Gruden's information, how the hell does John Gruden's emails, you know, say all of this in a Washington football team investigation? How? How? This shows me that it's not just Gruden, and there needs to be a league-wide, you know, man, mandate and, and, and check for these. It's, dis- it's disgusting. We are in the year 2021. If you can't handle a gay person being on your team, get the fuck out of the league. You don't deserve to have a position of power over these types of people. You cannot sit here and tell me that John Gruden deserves to have a position of power over a a team that I believe is at least 50 percent black. And he's sharing these stupid ass caricatures of, of of black people in his in his work emails. It's not even like it was his private email. He said he said this. He said this on the clock. He said this with his whole chest on the clock. And he said it knowing damn well or thinking that there wouldn't be any repercussions for his actions. No, sorry, John Gruden. There are repercussions for your actions. And these are the repercussions for your actions. You don't deserve to have a position of power saying stupid shit like this. Life, Life don't work that way, bro. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad the Raiders fired John Gruden. And honestly, if you if 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 you want my opinion on the situation, I think league-wide this shit needs to be investigated. And every single one of these head coaches with these bigoted stupid-ass ideals need to get the fuck out of the league. There is no place for that. There is no place for that. It's hella it's hella white coaches. It's hella white owners. the 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 thought that that these white coaches and white owners would share any of the sentiments with John Gruden is fucking gross. You telling me you your team is predominantly black? Let's let's not get it twisted. The NFL is predominantly black. The NBA is predominantly black. We know this. It's a fact. I can document it right now. I can look it up. And you still share these these racist sentiments because because why? Because why? And you wanna pass shit off as a joke? Nah. My skin color not a fucking joke. This is real life. And this type of behavior is unacceptable in any circumstance, especially in a position of power. I don't even want to talk about this shit no more, man. Like come come on, no. Come on, come on. Come on. And 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 if you're wondering why, if you're wondering why I'm getting so worked up over this, it's because I'm tired. I'm tired of having something that I can't control. I can't control this. I'm black. I can't control that. I'm tired of having it being pointed out as the one reason why I don't deserve whatever. You don't. You don't. You don't deserve that amount of money. You don't deserve that job. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve that. Why? Because of some shit I can't control? <sighs> I'm sure this isn't the last we'll be seeing of this situation in sports. Just because that's the way shit is. Once this dies down and if a league-wide investigation is held, in 10 years, some something will pop up again. It'll pop up again. And I won't be surprised and I won't be shocked, but I'll still be angry. I should have said this the last. Damn it. Now I'm fucking pissed. Anyway, uh, moving on to uh, our final bits of news. NBA preseason is underway still. Uh, there's some stuff happening. I don't pretty much I don't care about preseason at all um what isn't necessarily sports related but i care about my favorite nba player of all time derrick rose has just gotten engaged uh to his longtime girlfriend so congratulations to derrick rose um on his engagement shout out to you all-time favorite player and uh yeah it, it didn't have anything to do with, with sports i just wanted to, to say that on here uh shout out derrick rose all-time favorite player again um, yeah, regular preseason shit's going on. And, uh, yeah. Now, the interesting things are, I, I guess I'll save the best for last. Um, Ben Simmons has reported back to Philadelphia, likely over not wanting to fuck with his money. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you, when you serve to make, uh, 30 plus million dollars a year, I don't think you just want to throw that away. So, um, yeah, it, it's looking like Ben Simmons will, uh, Probably not be traded before the season starts. Um, I would I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, trade deadline came and went and he wasn't dealt. But yeah. When you stand to make that much amount of money and you see that money being messed with, you something gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how much money you get, thirty million, you don't just you don't just give up thirty million unless you're Kyrie Irving, which leads us to the final uh part of this week's episode of the podcast. Kyrie Irving will not, this is reported by the Nets organization, he will not play a single game for the Brooklyn Nets unless he is fully vaccinated per the Nets organization. Now, this is a very bold move by the Nets organization and and one that I definitely did not think that they were going to take, but I'm not shocked that they took it. Um, Having Kyrie potentially in and out of a – in and out of the lineup would fuck up the chemistry tremendously for the Nets and probably leave them worse off if Kyrie wasn't playing. Um, the Nets organization took this stance, I believe, yesterday, either yesterday or two days ago. Um, and, yeah, so it's looking like Kyrie Irving is not going to be suiting up for this season of basketball, which is crazy to say about someone in the prime, in, the, in their prime years, they're gonna sit out. They're gonna sit out because they don't want to get the COVID vaccine. You know my opinions on that, and I'm not gonna get into that anymore. Uh, but it's 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 just crazy. It's it's crazy. I don't look. If I'm Kyrie Irving, no, I'm not gonna speak on that, bro. You have to be one crazy ass person. To willingly give up what is he I gotta know I'm gonna look up his contract right now I'm gonna look up his contract right now and see how much money he's missing out on Kyrie Irving <laughs> Kyrie Irving is is missing out potentially on 34 million dollars if he sits out this season He's missing out on $34 million. Bro, I don't even think I've seen $1 million. I know. I know I haven't even seen a million dollars in my lifetime. I couldn't imagine sitting out a season or sitting out anything and just missing out on $34 million. Obviously, Kyrie's not broke. We know Kyrie isn't broke. We know Kyrie got money. But even with that amount of money, how do you willingly sit out? because of a, vac- a vaccination shot and miss out on $34 million. Thirty four. Mi- I don't even know how much $34 million is for real. I've, I will probably never see... You know what? No, I'm not going to say that. Hopefully one day I will see $34 million, but I'm not going to see it all at once. I'm, I'm going to see it incrementally. This motherfucker Kyrie is missing out on all of that money like that's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's insane. I couldn't imagine missing out on so much money because I didn't want to take a vaccination. I don't get it. Um, life, life ain't about money, but 34 million is a is a is hey. <laughs> shit. 34 million is a hell of a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Um but yeah, it's very interesting situation. I'll definitely update you guys when I get information. Whenever we get more information, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie uh, sat out this entire season and just you know didn't give a damn. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie retired right now. I don't think he cares about this shit anymore. I don't. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Um, as far as that. Basketball, basketball, basketball. The NBA season. When is tip-off? Tip-off is Tuesday, October 19th. One week from yesterday. In six days, the first NBA game will be played. And guess what the first game is? Guess what the first game is? The first game is Nets. At Brooklyn on Tuesday, October 19th, 7 30 PM Eastern Time on TNT. You bet your ass. If I don't have work, I'm gonna be watching that game. Huh. <sighs> this is a long ass episode. Um Yeah, I don't have anything else to say, but thirty-four million is a hell of a lot of money. You you saw how we saw how Ben Simmons came to his senses. I don't hey like, look, I don't know, man. I could never stand to lose that amount of money. I would be so sick if I lost just $34 million just gone because I made a dumbass decision. Crazy. Um, this episode is right in that sweet spot where I want it to be, so I'm going to cut it right here as if I had any more news. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I will definitely, you know, this. I, I feel like this is one of my better episodes, No. I don't know. This might be one of my better episodes. Um, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening this, to this episode. Thank you for listening to my annoying ass voice. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who is showing love. Uh, appreciate everybody who's listening on a weekly basis or whenever you tune in or if you see a notification from me on Instagram. Also, yeah, follow me on Instagram uh, at Maurice period Phipps. Follow me on Instagram at Maurice I updated my my at so that it wasn't a bunch of fucking Roman numerals. I don't know who told I don't know who told me that that was a good idea. Also, follow me on Twitter at mFips underscore. If you don't know how to spell Phips, P H I P P S. That is again mFips underscore on Twitter. P H I P P S. With that being said, I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in. Love you.